This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Tech Guide, episode 415. Thanks for joining us. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, if you fly a drone, you'll now have to get it registered. Norton has introduced dark web monitoring to its internet security to protect your identity. And we're introducing an all-new segment to the Tech Guide podcast. It's called Celebrity Tech. Each week, we'll be talking to people in the media, sport, and entertainment about their relationship with technology and how they use it in their personal and professional life. This week, we're chatting with South Sydney Rabbitohs captain, Adam Reynolds. In the Tech Guide Reviews, we're going to take a look at the EPOS range of audio products designed for business users. Hisense has launched brand new dual cell TV technology and LG's new wireless earphones that come with a UV nano case that kills germs. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. We all love our drones. I, I myself am a registered drone pilot. I do have my license. I uh, have a couple of drones. Uh, my biggest drone I own is the DJI Inspire 2. It's a larger drone, but I've also got the, the Mavic 2, the Mavic Air, and I'm not alone. I'm, I'm uh, one of many Australians who love flying their drone. In fact, drones have become not only recreational objects, but also, and not only just flying cameras, they've become such a, a useful tool in many industries. In fact, when I was sitting for my, my drone license about three years ago now, uh, some of the people in my class were actually farmers. So they were using their drones, obviously, for agriculture. One was saying that he would use it to fly around the, his fence line. Another said he'd be using it to to spray his crops. So the, the idea that a drone is just the, this thing with a camera attached to it uh, is is really, really not the only purpose we're seeing. It, it was one of the original uses we saw for drones and it's still a big part of the, of the drone industry. But there are so many other uses for drones right now in industry, in agriculture, real estate, of course. They take a lot of photos of great properties, even in filmmaking. One of my instructors, actually, during that time, and I did my uh, got my license through UAV Air. One of the instructors was actually a, a cinematographer, so he was like one of the best drone pilots in the country, you know, naturally. And he was telling us about how he's got a lot of work uh, in in feature films, shooting with his drone and getting the sort of shot 
that a traditional camera just just can't achieve. Uh, he was telling us about a car chase that he filmed using a drone, where he was able to fly behind the car, beside the car, in front of the car, uh, and and just got the the shots, the resulting shots were just remarkable and something you just could not achieve with a traditional camera. So drones uh, are getting popular, but we are now having to. Uh, we just found out from the the Civil Aviation Safety Authority. As these drones are getting more popular, uh, the result is now that they all need to be registered, just like your car. Anyone who drives a car on Australian roads, or anywhere around the world for that matter, they need to have registration. So with with drones, the, the fact that more and more people are flying drones, drone registration will serve a few purposes. Number one, it will make people accountable for their drone and how and the way they fly it. I think the issue in the past has been Drones being uh, being flown irresponsibly, maybe in restricted areas, and there was just it was very hard to link that drone back to a particular user. Uh, now, with the drone registration, it will mean that people are accountable; that they will easily be able to trace that that drone back to to the owner, uh, and will will make them think about how they fly their drone and make sure they fly it safely. Uh, so, how it's going to work? Drones that have flown for work, so all those categories I described earlier, they will need to be registered regardless of their type and their weight. So if you use a drone to inspect a, a cell, cell phone tower or a bridge or to spray your crops or however you use it in a, in a professional capacity, it will need to be registered. Registrations actually open up on September 30. That's, that's a month away. And it will be required by January the 8th, 2021. So there is a bit of a grace period. So uh, they'll be valid also for 12 months, just like your car, Rego. Uh, And even if you're flying for fun, all drones that weigh more than 250 grams will also need to be registered, but these registrations won't come into effect for until May 2022. So we do have a bit of time. There's a bit of grace period, but it is Cass's way of letting us know that it is coming. So uh, to, to get ready for that, drones weighing less than 250 grams, so they're pretty, they're like toy drones really, uh, and drones that are only flown indoors will not need to be registered. So if you bought your child a little toy drone, don't think you have to rush out and, and get it registered through CASA. That's not the case at all. Uh, if it is uh, more than 250 grams and it is being flown outside or for work, you will need to get it registered. Registration of the drone, you need to include a few things, including a description of the drone, make, model, serial number, weight, and type of drone. You'll also need to have a My Casa account, and the applicant will need to be at least 16 years old as well. And the other requirements are proof of identification, of course. So you'll need to prove uh, who you are with a, a passport, a birth certificate, or Australian citizenship certificate, or a foreign passport. You'll also be required to have an aviation aviation reference number. That's the ARN, easily obtained online, and it's free. And the, the other thing you'll need is also is that all drone users will now need to operate to obtain an operator accreditation. Basically, this is a way to guarantee that you've learned the drone safety rules. To get your accreditation, it's quite easy. You simply have to watch a short video and complete an online test. 
Uh, so the the that accreditation pretty easy to come by. Anyone who has a remote pilot's license will not need to get that accreditation. They'll still need to register their, their drone, but they won't need that accreditation because part of the, them getting their license is obviously learning the safety rules. So it's uh, that, that's really not needed for them to get an accreditation. They already know the rules when they got their remote pilot's license. CASA, uh, pretty serious about the drone industry and, and where it's going. It, it's only going to get bigger. And as, as we move into summer and Christmas is approaching, there will be a few people who will either be gifted drones or will buy themselves a drone uh, to, to use during the, our summer months. And for not only for photography, but for other uses in industry that I described earlier. So drones are getting serious and like your car, they will need to be registered with CASA. If you want to read more about the drone registration, you can check that out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Next up, we're talking about Norton, and Norton are one of the sponsors of our program. I just want to get that out there. They are a sponsor of the Tech Guide podcast, but they have released a new feature to their internet security, and it's called Dark Web Monitoring. So Norton LifeLock is one of the leaders when it comes to cyber safety. Uh, They have introduced as part of premium and the deluxe Norton 360 plans, this new all-round solution, which will include dark web monitoring. Now, for those of you who haven't heard of the dark web, consider the dark web this deep, dark part of the internet that is you need you need special technology, special knowledge to access. You, you can't just fire up your browser and type in darkweb.com.au. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You need a special browser. You also need a spe- special keys and, and, and passwords to enter this dark web. And this is the part of the internet which we'll call the online black marketplace. This is where information is bought and sold, where breached data is bought and sold. So, for example, if there is a data breach at, at some company and the, this, the, the cyber criminals harvested a lot of usernames, addresses, passwords, these are, are sold like stocks on the dark web. Uh, in, in 2020 alone, just the first six months of 2020, Australian businesses have reported more than 500 data breaches. They've reported these to the Office of Australian Information, the Information Commissioner. It is now law to report your data breaches as soon as possible. And more than 61% of those of that, those breaches were the result of malicious and criminal attacks. So data harvested there uh, often end up being traded on the dark web. And the dark web provides criminals with this virtual back alley for them to trade what they've got. So, and a lot of this data, you think about it, there's names, addresses, credit card numbers, uh, license numbers, any bits of information that are built as part of a, a part of a building an identity, all these points of information is what they're after. So it's mainly used for identity theft. There, yes, the, the motivation is to try try to defraud you of your money, to try to get a financial advantage. But the other the other very valuable thing is also your identity. 
And the dark web, if your information turns up on the dark web, it's a good thing to know that Norton is going to give you a heads up to, to say that, look, you, your email address or your phone number or something has been shared on the dark web. So you can prepare yourself if there is some kind of, if there is some kind of attempt on your identity. Uh, the recently, the Australian government they pledged one point six seven billion dollars to fight cybercrime, including these criminals using the dark web. This is part of their cyber security strategy. Now, the Australian Institute of Criminology says the annual economic impact from identity theft is more than two billion dollars. That's just in Australia. So the, this this is a, a feature that is really topical. It is necessary. And it is addressing, trying to stay a step ahead of what the cyber criminals are doing. Recently, the Norton LifeLock Cybersecurity Insights report revealed that one in five Australians have become a victim of identity theft. One of the biggest fears among the respondents was that their personal information had been exposed as a result of a data breach. So again, this is a really important thing to keep an eye on. So this new dark web monitoring powered by Norton LifeLock is leveraging all of their experience to in identity protection. And it's powered by AI and human technology so that it scans the dark web and private forums searching for customer information. And if, 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 if any of your information is released, then the Norton LifeLock will alert you. And what they're looking for there are more than 120 personal identifiable bits of information that it's looking out for. So it's not just obviously the common things, your email address, physical address, your phone number, your driver's license number, your credit card number, your bank account numbers, even your gamer tag is is traded as part of this package. So that's what they try to do. They try to package these identities. And what do the cyber criminals do with these these identities? Well, they can do lots of things. They can take out a loan in your name. Imagine that. You, you, they've borrowed $200,000 in your name, and, and the bank thinks it's you that's borrowed the money. Or taken, create a phone number with your name and doing all kinds of things. So there's a lot to worry about if having your identity stolen. Not only are they going to try to maybe hack your bank accounts or if they have this information, they're going to try to use it to get into your accounts. But just the very fact that they've got these nuggets of information that can make the, the right pieces to form an identity to identify you will allow them to do those things I just described, which is a, a, which is really frightening. So the Norton 360 with dark web monitoring, it's available now. That that package is $99.99 for 12 months. You get five licenses, uh, and it does has the dark web monitoring. It also includes a secure VPN as well. That's another thing. PC cloud backup, PC safe cam as well. So uh, alerts you if someone's trying to access your webcam. It also has parental controls, online threat protection, a smart firewall for your PC. It's even got a password manager. That's really handy too. And it's also got their virus protection promise. So uh, Norton LifeLock experts available to help if uh, to keep your devices virus free, uh, and also get your money back if there if there is if they fail that that promise, you you can get a refund. But that ain't going to happen because they're pretty good at what they do, Norton. And again, as I mentioned, they are one of our sponsors. But this is a really important new feature, dark web monitoring, to keep us all safe and to protect our identity. You want to read more about that? Check it out, techguide.com.au.
And now on to the brand new segment in the Tech Guide podcast that we've introduced. This is Celebrity Tech. Now, as I mentioned in the intro, we are going to be talking to uh, some people in the media, sport and entertainment. We've got an exciting lineup, actually. We've got some interviews lined up with some uh, people from all of those sections uh, that we were talking about. And it is a, a chat to get get their idea of how they view technology, how how well they use it for their personal life, their families, their professional life, uh, what they like, what they don't like about it. Uh, so we've got some really interesting interviews lined up. But to kick it off, we are starting with the captain of the South Sydney and National Rugby League team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the captain of that team, uh, a team that I used to play for actually, so uh, pretty close to my heart. Uh, we, we've spoken spoken to uh, the South Sydney skipper, Adam Reynolds, who's actually playing his 200th NRL game this week. So we, we've caught him at a, at a, at a timely uh, opportunity here. And we chatted to him about his use of tech, and he's got some young children as well, how he views social media, he's a bit of a gamer, uh, how they use technology even at training uh, and, and at the club. And uh, it, it was a really interesting chat about technology and how it fits into his life. Well, Adam, thanks for joining us on the Tech Guide podcast. Great for you to chat with us. We're, we're talking to uh, people like yourself, uh, people in the media, sports stars, entertainers who use technology in their life. And I do know that you you do look, use a bit of tech in yours. Would you yep. consider yourself, uh, would you call yourself tech savvy? You know what you're doing with your technology? Uh, I wouldn't say advanced. Obviously, stadiums and outs of sort of TV and all that sort of stuff. I'm mainly trying to keep the kids away from me um, when I'm tired, so I've got them onto the old streaming services, yeah. uh, which has been good, but not too much on the computers and whatnot. I play a bit of PlayStation, which is a bit of online stuff as well, so yeah. Um, yeah, familiar with it pretty much all, but I'm not a I'm not a geek or anything. So. Sure, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Understand. But with let, let's talk about though. You 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 do use. There's a bit of tech involved with you with, with at South, isn't it? Like when when you're training, like they're using all kinds of GPS tracking and things like that. Is that? Can you explain how that works? Yeah, whether it be in the gym or on the field, um, they're pretty technical there at South. Obviously, want to try and get the most we can out of each session and. You know, we got a drone that we fly around and train in so we can watch back some footage of what we do right and what we do wrong. And simple way for all the coaches to sort of give us tips on, you know, where we can get better. And obviously things that we're doing well, they can obviously draw on the video as it's happening and explain to you on the run. And, That's good. And then in the gym, we've got we've got things that measure how much power is going through the bar and, you know, whether it be hamstring exercises, they, they can measure all the, um, you know, the output of power or sort of everything you do in your workout. And during lockdown, I, I, I assume you've been using Zoom a fair bit. Is that how you sort of keep in touch with with friends and family, but also even at South, I, I, I understand when Wayne Bennett was out of out of the bubble, you were contacting him through Zoom. Is that right? Yeah, well, Zoom uh, has been perfect for us. Obviously, the break come out, which was was unwanted from everyone. You know, in that in that time, we sort of stayed connected with each other, whether it be through Zoom, uh, having meetings with coaches, and um, you know, just staying in touch with one another. We couldn't get out of the house or do anything, or you know, be around each other. So it was a good way to to be involved with each other while we couldn't be there. But to Wayne being away for the two weeks he was, you know, he was on Zoom for, for meetings live uh, oh, wow. while we were at Redfern. So okay. it was yeah. a good way to stay connected with him. And yep. obviously not having him there was a, was going to be a massive thing for us. And uh, sure. we were lucky enough to have Zoom and get him involved. And Zoom is actually one of your sponsors. Is that, uh, one of your major sponsors is Zoom. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> they're, um, they're probably happy to 
COVID-19 thing has come about. Well, yeah. Taken off. They've got a lot more people using the service. But you guys have got a lot of tech sponsors. You've got Alcatel, a phone company, TCL, TV company. So you're the tech, you're the tech rabbitos. Tech giants, mate. We, um, <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're all great. They're all great um, services for the club. Um, I've had a fair bit to do with Sammy, who's from Alcatel. And, yep. um, you know, they've been wonderful partners with South for many years now. And, um, you know, TCL is another brand for them. And, Obviously, Zoom's come on board and they've done a fantastic job. So, yep. um, look, technology is important in this, this day and age. And yeah, for sure. We're, we're and and we're with sport, with man. yourself though, are you are you a more are you an iPhone user, Android? What's what's your go to phone? Uh, I've got the Apple. So yeah, I'm, the iPhone. Yep. Yeah, everyone everyone in the family's got it, so it's pretty easy to. Okay. Keep. Speaking of the family, you're obviously you're a family man, and you, you got you got well. How many kids? You got four kids. Yeah, four kids. So how, uh, how I'm sure tech plays a part there, mate. You said before you sort of tr- keep them occupied with some technology. Are, are there sort of rules in place? Do they uh, are there screen limits? What's the policy in the in the Reynolds house? Yeah, it depends on the day and um, look. If it's school nights or whatnot, they're allowed to have the device for an hour after school and after dinner. There's there's no no devices, so. Yep. Homework okay. needs to be done before anything happens, and it's also a good tool, mate. When um, me and the wife want to spend some time together, we can, you know, get them on the uh, yep the devices and fantastic, yep. Put them down and uh, get a bit of lonely. I know you're pretty active on social media as well. Um, you, I know, I see you're on you're on Instagram. Would that be your go-to social media? You're, I know you're on Twitter and all the others, but what what would be your go-to social media platform? Yeah, it'd be Instagram, mate. I, I, I've got the others, but um, don't really get on there and, and use them as much as I do with so, um, Instagram. I just find it's a bit difficult to, to navigate through three of them at once. So yeah. um, the Instagram is nice and easy. It's got photos, videos. Uh, it's easy to stay in touch. So um, yeah. it's a good way to obviously reach out to your fans as well. Yeah, I was going to ask so, about uh, that. How how how? What's it like being like a first grade footballer? Uh, pretty pretty visible player in the NRL and, and and fans having access through social media is it? Do you find it? It's it's a it's a do you welcome it? Is it is it a little bit overwhelming at times? How, how do you feel about it? Look, it's it's pretty controlled to be honest. Um, we got messages, but all my messages are private, so I can't really see anyone who's um, not a friend or family or anything like that. So yeah. Does, um, does the club have a say? Does the club give you sort of some tips on what is there like a policy within the club? You, you things, you, do's and don'ts for social media. Oh, there's simple guidelines, which obviously um, it's common sense, basically, not to make any stupid comments or um, you know yeah. gap back and forth with, with fans that aren't happy or anything like that. But um, look, yeah. I, I use it for the best the best I can, obviously. Like to get out and help some people as well. Yeah, I've um, seen that. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram recently. There was, there was um, you, you've had some posts of kids in uh, in in hospital doing it tough, and you're uh, making appeals. So tell us about that. You're you're pretty active there, sort of helping raise awareness and funds for for these kids. Yeah, I've obviously got kids of my own, and anytime you see someone, another family, or you know someone going through a difficult time, it's, it's obviously challenging. Um, you know, lucky enough, I've I've had it pretty easy with my family. Only a few minor things with the kids, but look, anytime you see someone going through a bit of a tough time you, and you've got the chance to help them out, you know, why not? I think it's a great platform for us to use where we can raise awareness, whether it be through, you know, medicine or, um, you know, all the stuff that's going on with, with Black Lives Matter now. Um, you know, as, as athletes, we can use our voice to, you know, make an impact and make the world a better place. 
That's good. And uh, and in, in I, I like the fact that you you do um, reshare stories on your on your timeline. You've reshared a few of mine actually. I've taken a few shots of you kicking goals at games, and you've reshared them on your on your on your timeline on your, on your story, which is good. You do that for most of your fans, don't you? Yeah, I try to. At times, it's a bit too much, but yeah, like you said, obviously the fans are a massive part of the game, and any chance you can to give back to them, whether it be just a simple repost um, or anything like that, it goes a long way. And um, you know, back in the day, I was a fan too, and. Obviously, we didn't have social media around back then, but I, I know the impact it would have on a on a young person, and you know the difference it can make throughout the day. Sure. And have you got any favourite apps, mate, on your on your on your iPhone there that you 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 go to apps that you use a lot? <laughs> yeah, besides the tab. Um, <laughs> okay. Just just the simple little music ones, mate. SoundCloud. You oh, so you SoundCloud. Got... You don't use Apple Music or Spotify. You use SoundCloud. Oh, I like all the the remixes and the the DJ stuff. So. You can't sort of get that on on Apple Music. I love Apple Music. Don't get me wrong. I, yep. I use that on the, in the car. So sure. you can flick through. And what about in the house, mate? Do you have any? Do you have any like smart products? Have you got? I'm assuming you, you'd have a smart TV. Wouldn't you? Got a nice TV at home? Yeah, we have got a nice TV. We got a, every the kids have got TVs in their rooms, which yep. is only on at certain times. I've set myself up a little man cave where I've got like a little cinema. Okay, so you watch your own stuff. And I know you're a, you're a PlayStation man too. You were saying before you you play you got your PS4. So what 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 do you what are your games you're playing right now? Yeah, I like to mix it up. I love every other sport, basically NFL, basketball, uh, you name it. If there's yeah. if there's a sport that's competitive, I'm involved in it. Oh, so, so you play that on your PlayStation? So like the NBA game and and NFL and all that. Yeah, NBA, NFL, um, Fortnite. Call of Duty. Okay, you know, I, I picked you as a fort, uh, as a Call of Duty player. I, I love Call of Duty myself, and, and I play a lot online. Do you? Are, are you? Do people realise who they're playing against when you're when you've uh, got Call of Duty playing online? Well, I used to I used to be big on Call of Duty. I've, I've sort of gone away from it now. I've actually run out of space on the PS4 to sort of download anything else. You so. need to wait for the PS5. That's coming out in a few months. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for that to come out, mate. I'll be I'll be getting that <laughs> as soon as it gets out. So I, I love it. I've been it. A big kid for a long time and had yep. a bit of fun at the end of the day. Sure thing. And what about any any smart products at your place? Is there anything you can control at home with your phone? Have you got like a smart light, a security camera? Are you are you is the has the house kitted out with that? Is the man cave got anything like that in it? Well, I'm not that high tech, but can control the blinds at home. Oh, that's um, pretty good. Uh, the Google device here that. Oh, you got a smart speaker? Yeah, right. So you, you do you use that a fair bit? Did you find that handy? Uh, the wife uses it, mate. She's into all the music and that when she's home. She listens to the radio, get some cooking tips off there. So. <laughs> That's great. Um, all a bit of fun, mate. Anything that can help out, it's there for. So. Absolutely. Well, mate, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we, we thank you for giving us an insight into how tech is, uh, is used in your life, uh, and good luck for the rest of the season. Too easy. Cheers. Thanks for having me. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, your work, gaming, video calling, and more? And what happens when you try to do all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with the Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling, and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. 
And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews this week, this is an interesting little uh, range of products. Now, we've, we've spoken many times about audio products on the show, and audio products, you would assume, would be to listen to music, uh, to, you know, your entertainment, whatever you, whatever you want to listen to. But there is a whole category of audio that has been uh, looked at here, and this, this company has targeted the business community, business and professional users, and also gamers. They can take advantage of this level of audio. But uh, this is the brand I'm talking about is Epos, E P O S, and they are building on the legacy of Sennheiser Communications. They do have ties to Sennheiser, so you know where they're coming from. This is a pretty important brand. Now, what they're, they're looking at here is a range of their earphones and headphones that are designed to use in the business world. And you think about how important audio is today in the business world. Sound and speech quality are more important today than ever before, especially with many of us working outside our regular corporate environments. We're either at home or on the move. So business uh, waits for no one, including those with inferior equipment. So it's if it's hard to hear, uh, hard to be heard, the bottom line is bad audio is bad for business. So in fact, there were some stats released that every week on average, on audio solution will result in a user, like an inferior audio solution, I should say, will result in a user losing up to 29 minutes of work time per week because of that poor audio quality. So uh, can you hear me? Uh, you need to put yourself on mute. All, all these things, I'm sure you've been on enough Zoom calls, enough audio or phone hookups to understand what I'm talking about. Poor audio, though. You think about poor audio in the business world. Poor audio can also result in negative customer experiences and also dissatisfied clients. And, and, and even those working in the business, half of office workers feel disrupted by loud colleagues and a noisy environment. So Epos has taken all of that and created clear product lines that offer their customers comfort and quality, wireless connectivity, active noise cancellation, of course, optimized music experience, but also really easy and seamless collaboration. You think about Microsoft Teams and Zoom, and these devices all have to work seamlessly with those with those online hook up those online tools to when you hook up to these new meetings. So uh, EPOS has really addressed that. Uh, EPOS AI implements Edge AI, so it allows the device to adapt to its surroundings as well as to the user's hearing and voice within that environment. So EPOS sound monitors ambient sound and the varying noise levels and creates this more focused an immersive sound that will make the user feel like they're having uh, the the audio is good enough. They're thinking they're, they're having a face to face conversation, and also the other part of the technology is Epos Voice, which improves speech intelligibility. You don't want to be misheard on a business call, and uh, it improves the acoustic lens to focus on the sound of your voice. So that they haven't just taken a bunch of microphones that are used for casual use. They've kind of taken them to the next level here to, to really focus on the voice intelligibility and, and the quality and made it, put it in, you know, a package 
of these new professional headphones. The EPOS products, uh, they start with the 300 series. That's the Adapt 360. That's $399. It's got active noise cancellation. can switch between Bluetooth devices as well. So you can hook it up to your phone or your computer. It's also Microsoft Teams compatible and optimized for the Microsoft Teams interface. And music, of course, sounds pretty good. And the battery can run for up to 46 hours on a single charge. Now, if you're more an earphone type of person, the Adapt 400 series brings the Adapt 460. This is $480. This has an in-ear, it's an in-ear design with a neckband. So it gives you comfortable, lightweight fit, multi-point connectivity. You can pair two devices at once and the neckband even vibrates when you're receiving a call. Now, this is the one I used. I had hands-on and used the Adapt 560. These are $480. These are headphones that have active noise cancellation, really small, comfortable, padded ear cups, but they've also got a foldable boom arm to into really optimize the voice pickup. So if you're in a conference call and you're talking, so not only can you hear very well through the earphones, but if you need to speak, the microphone uh, is there to optimize that voice pickup. At the top of the line, they've got the Adapt 660. This is $640. This includes the EPOS AI for next level audio, uh, sorry, active noise cancellation and the ability. This builds a personal audio profile. So it recognizes your voice, builds up that intelligence at the more that you use it. The EPOS audio range, great for business. And if you're a gamer, you can take advantage of this cutting edge technology as well, this this really professional level audio uh, to make your games even better To uh, and also, of course, in the business world, when we are on the phone a lot, we are connecting remotely nowadays. This couldn't these these headphones couldn't have come at a better time. The EPOS range of Adapt headphones. You can check them out at TechGuide.com.au. Righto, next up we're talking TVs and in particular the Hisense Dual Cell TV. This is brand new technology from Hisense. It's very exciting what they've done here. I actually saw this TV in Las Vegas in January. Can you believe when we were allowed to travel? Back in January, I was at the Consumer Electronics Show and Hisense actually had this out on display. And I have to say, this is a remarkable new TV. It's dual cell because it combines uh, two panels in one. So what it does, it precisely bonds the two LCD layers together. And that gives them both control over the color and the luminance with one television. So what they do with the one panel, they're using, the, there's one's mono, one's color. So they've got the mono panel, which is used uh, in front of the backlight to block out and allow the light through. So this helps to generate deeper black levels and better contrast. Whereas then the other color LCD panel is doing just that. So being utilized for color, brightness, and just that richness of picture. So when you think about it, what that what it's doing here, especially that back mono monochrome layer, that's impersonating OLED. Now the reason OLED has such just terrific black levels is because there is no backlight to block. So you think about an OLED panel, it's made of self-illuminating material. You pass a charge through it, you see a picture. 
So there's no backlight. The problem with an LCD and LED TV is there's a backlight. So to create black, you've got to block that backlight. So turning the pixel off uh, doesn't always give you the best black levels. And in the case of OLED, with no backlight to block, the pixel's simply off. So it looks perfectly black. Now what Hisense have done here, they've created a similar type of environment here where there is a layer, this monochrome layer above the uh, in front of the backlight so that it go, gives even more coverage for the color panel. So that if you when it when black is required, that other monochrome panel looks after that while the front color panel continues to do its thing and give you the brightness and color that OLED TVs sometimes lack. The one weakness of an OLED TV is that it it can't compare in terms of brightness to an LED TV. So in effect, what Hisense has done here with their proprietary technology, this is dual cell technology, they've made the best of both worlds. They're giving uh, the, the black levels and contrast of an OLED with the brightness and richness of an LED TV in one. Now, as I said, this was displayed for the first time back in January at the Consumer Electronics Show, and I did get my eyes on this TV, and I've got to say, it is remarkable television. Uh, so the, the it's going to be available, this Hisense TV, in 65 inches to begin with, and that's going to be priced at $3,499. It's available in a couple of weeks. Now, what, also, uh, what comes with the TV is a 4.2-inch subwoofer, so there is also, on the audio side, pretty good sound coming. You've got Dolby Atmos to create that nice atmospheric, all-encompassing surround sound. But then with the addition of that 4.2-inch subwoofer, that, that actually forms, if, if you are resting this on a, on a surface, so if you're on, a, on an entertainment unit, the subwoofer actually forms part of the stand and is concealed behind the TV because subwoofers produce uh, sound that's non-directional, so you can kind of put it anywhere. If you are mounting it on the wall, of course, you can just put that subwoofer on the floor. So uh, on the audio side, they're also looking after customers as well. So it's not just all about the picture, but audio as well uh, is being looked at. And Australians are very fussy when it comes to uh, to TVs. They really appreciate this new type of technology. And Hisense has really done a good job here with the new uh, the the Hisense 65SX is the model number, and that that includes its dual cell technology. It's a good looking TV as well. It's got quite thin bezels, not as thin as what you see on some of the some of the more the more uh, recent TVs from say Samsung and LG, but still quite thin nonetheless. Uh, there's also a nice front-facing speaker and a nice design of the frame at the bottom of the TV as well. So you are getting a good picture, a nice design that, that actually looks quite attractive when it's set up. The TV sits at a little angle as well. So when it when it's set up with the stand and the subwoofer behind it, it is slightly tilted. Uh, so rather than it being flat uh, to like, like perfectly straight, it does sit at a slight angle. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be having a, a deeper dive into the TV this week. I'll be able to uh, watch a fair bit of content on it and give you. I'll be able to give you my full appraisal on the quality of it in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, the uh, the dual cell from Hisense 65 SX 3,499, which I think is pretty reasonable actually, not too bad at all. And uh, it, it's I think later down the track you may they may even have a 55 inch model. There's no doubt they're going to have a 75 and possibly even an 85 inch model in the near future as well. So the uh, 65 SX from Hisense, it's 3,400. $499, and it will be available across all your major retailers for, uh, in Australia from mid-September.
If you want to get your eyes on that TV, check out what it looks like. Uh, you can see it at techguide.com.au. Now, there's a lot of wire-free earphones on the market, so many of them, and LG have just introduced their version. This is the LG Tone-Free Wireless Earphones. And like all the other wireless earphones, they come with a charging case. But in the case of LG, this ain't any ordinary charging case. In fact, it's an industry-first UV nano case which can kill 99.9% of bacteria and E. coli after just 10 minutes of charging. So here we are in the midst of COVID uh, where we've been taught that hygiene is essential. You've got to wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, wear a mask, social distance. Now that kind of cleanliness can come to your ears thanks to the LG tone-free earphones. The earbuds themselves have medical-grade silicon ear gels so that when they're, they're in the case and they're being disinfected with the UV light, that they are good to go. They're also rated IPX4, so that means they're splash-proof. They have also, LG have a long-running partnership with Meridian Audio, and these tone-free earbuds have been tuned with Meridian Audio, as you'd expect. They also deliver a few really cool audio features, including three-dimensional sound, courtesy of HSP, which is their headphone spatial processing technology, and also DSP, which is digital signal processing. Now, under the hood, there are four Meridian EQ presets as well as two customized EQ sound settings that are adjustable when you're using the companion app. So the sound is good to start with, but you can actually tailor it through these presets and also the customized sound settings to give you even better sound. Also on board, they've got echo cancellation and passive noise cancellation. Passive noise cancellation is when the actual fit of the earphone blocks out some of the outside, some of the ambient noise. Active noise cancellation, just so that you know, is uses microphones and, and needs in, out, outside input to work out the level of noise cancellation. That's what they call active noise cancellation. That's not what you have here. Here you have passive noise cancellation, and it's all thanks to that close in-ear fit that provides a seal to block out the ambient sound. And ambient sound also allows you to hear what's going on as well. So they, they do have ambient sound mode, uh, single press on the side of the earbuds, and you can hear everything that's going on around you, which is handy because if you're wearing these, you might be running, you might be walking near a road, you need to really hear the outside world. They're also, they deliver a total of 18 hours of listening time, and that's six hours just from the earbuds alone. And then the charging case can provide an extra 12 hours of playback. Now, how they've designed these, they've, they've featured what they call head-centered weight distribution. So what it does, the, the, the way that the weight, the center of gravity of the earphones, they're, they're in such a way so that they fall into your ear. So rather than them, the weight being on the outside, the weight is centered on the inside to help them stay, helps them stay securely in your ears. And they can also sense when you take the earphones out, it will automatically pause your music. When you pop them back in again, it will resume your music as well. So the LG tone-free wireless earbuds, they're coming in September as well. They're going to be priced at $279. And 
again, uh, not only are they attractive because of the the Meridian Audio Partnership, which not everyone has this uh, pretty prestigious uh, audio brand helping them make their earphones, but if you're uh, if you're a bit of a germaphobe and you uh, you want to really kill those germs that can get in on your earbuds, then the UV Nano case comes to the rescue. There, uh, when I first saw this, I'm thinking, why would you need this? Like, uh, how many people share? their earphones. I, I, I looked at this as if to say, okay, I need to get the germs off my earphones in case someone else wants to use them. But how often do you share your earphones? I don't know. Do you share earphones? It's not something I would traditionally share. But anyway, I think it's a good feeling to know that every time you're putting them in your ear, they are germ-free. Uh, it's like when you know, you're supposed to wash your hands often. That's not only for your benefit, but for other people's benefit as well. Same goes here. This is for your benefit, the UV Nano case, killing 99.9% of bacteria and E. coli. That 0.1%, I'd love to find out what that is because they can't seem to get that. But I don't know whether they just say 99.9% just to cover them. They can't all say that they're 100% of killing everything. But that 99.9%, high enough for me, and if you're into your hygiene and want to live a germ-free life with your germ-free earphones, the LG Tone Free would just be the perfect earphones for you. They're $279 coming in September, and you can see them right now at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. There has been a rapid increase in cybercrime with constant data breaches, online scams, and ransomware, just to name a few. Norton's all-in-one cyber safety solution, Norton 360 Premium, now comes with dark web monitoring powered by LifeLock, which helps notify you if your personal information is, is discovered on the dark web. It also includes device security and secure VPN with bank-grade encryption to help keep you private online, plus a password manager, PC safe cam, and much more. With Norton's award-winning security and globally trusted protection across 50 million customers, rest assured Norton 360 Premium with dark web monitoring is the all-in-one protection for your devices and your data. Norton 360 Premium is available now at leading retailers. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. They are the site to visit if you're after cases and cables and uh, you need need to purchase those. They've got some new charging uh, charging power banks as well that have uh, one I like in particular has a stand. So you can actually rest your phone against the battery. It gives you a nice viewing angle and you're charging your device at the same time. So Belkin, check them out, belkin.com forward slash au. Now today uh, in the Help Desk, I'm talking about... Uh, a question actually was asked of me on the radio. It was on 2GB, on Chris Smith's show on the weekend. And I was asked a very interesting question about being able to detect hidden cameras. And it made me think, I knew there's a way of doing it, but I've discovered there are several apps that can allow you to do it as well. And the caller in particular was asking because, look, there, there's certain things that are happening that they're a little bit suspicious that their people might know things and that they they that no one else might know and he just got to thinking that perhaps 
that there were some hidden cameras somewhere. I, I didn't want to get into the detail, but I, I did tell him, though, that there are several apps, actually, that can detect hidden cameras and hidden devices. Uh, and there are many apps that take it to, that make use of your smartphone camera to do just that. But also, not only the camera, it can also detect if there's a, a network nearby, or uh, you can use your, your your phone's camera and the infrared to also detect if there's a lens nearby. That's the big thing that you need to check with your with uh, to, when you're trying to find a camera. You're trying to find a lens if there's a tiny lens, and you think about how small these lenses can be. These are like pinhole cameras that are available where the lens is, is can literally look through a hole the size of a pin. So being able to detect those is quite difficult. But with a smartphone app, and there are several, there are, there are, there's one that's plainly called the hidden camera detector. These are available for both iPhone and also for Android users as well. And these do things like they, they can find hidden spy cameras, GPS trackers, Bluetooth trackers. So they find devices on your network that may be remotely accessible or being viewed online. Um, they also have camera lens detection. So that uses the, the phone and infrared to detect any lenses. Uh, and the, the, it also has in-app, there are in-app video instructions for to, to detect these Wi-Fi devices on your network, Bluetooth, spy cameras, any other covert device detection uh, is there. It is actually something that people are looking for. And I was surprised actually by the number of apps that there are. There's one called Detectify. There's one called Hidden Camera Detector. There are several, and as I said, both available for Android users and also for iPhone users as well. Uh, there are several that are there. Uh, other others that I've seen. There's a few few others that I've checked out. Uh, there is one called the Radar Bot. Detectify that I mentioned, Spy Hidden Camera Detector, that's for iOS users. Glint Finder is another hidden camera detector, and this looks for a hidden camera, and I think it uses the camera, in this case your camera, uh, to use uh, and, and uses the phone's magnetic field option, so you can use it like a stud finder. So you know when you've got a stud finder, you need to find where the studs are behind your Jiprock? This also works like that as well. So it uses the technology that's built into your phone in this manner. There's also a hidden device detected, don't spy. There are so many. That's what I said. I'm surprised the sheer number of apps there are that allow you to detect hidden cameras. It's something that's really opened my eyes to. Uh, there's obviously demand for this out there, and I'm sure some of you would uh, would feel very uncomfortable if they're in the knowledge that there may be a hidden camera where you are, or if you're in a hotel room or someone else's house, an Airbnb or whatever you happen to be staying. This is something that's quite handy to have to, uh, to detect if there are any hidden cameras around. Uh, yes, yeah, something something to take uh, to to keep in mind. But the good news is, though, there are plenty of things that can detect them. And that's the end of our show for this week. Everything we've talked about, of course, you will be able to find at techguide.com.au and get in touch with us. Email is info at techguide.com.au or click on the Ask Stephen 
icon on the homepage. We want to give a special thanks too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. <laughs>